Welcome to the Pugilist Podcast presented by Hack Daniels Media, hosted by Mark Hack Daniels and Robert Meyer. We're bringing you all the fight action you can imagine. Everything you see, we see, we're bringing you commentary. Whether it be UFC, 1FC, PFL, Bellator, doesn't matter. If they're fighting, we're watching, we're talking about it. Thanks for sticking with us. Enjoy our episodes. And here we go again. Dude. Wow. UFC 269 was uh, pretty pretty nutty, huh? Come on, man. Like, uh, dude, I hear John Anik say, like, embarrassment of riches, like, in some of his commentary and stuff. And, like, that is accurate for, let me just say, like, 2021 at large, at least in terms of the UFC. And I would probably kick the PFL in there, too. Bellator's done well, but, you know, either way, wow. What does that mean? What The, the statement by Anik? Embarrassment of riches? Yeah. You're just like we're we just said, spoiled. we're just we're just inundated with like insane talent. events and talent yeah. and cards and like, you know, two weeks ago we we're complaining about like Misha Tate and how boring that fight was. And then yeah. every other time I think this year though, we've been like, dude, is that possibly one of the best we've seen? You know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. And then two sixty nine rolls around and you have you know, arguably two of the biggest upsets of the year for sure, if not one of the biggest upsets in mixed martial arts history. Oh yeah, so, the the I mean, Pena Nunes the fight was uh, was fucking insane, man. Nobody, I mean, you and I both both were were pretty clear in, in thinking that Amanda was going to steamroll Juliana. Well, dude, it's just one of those situations where you just can't, right? You just can't. I would feel I would say that taking like a Holly home over Ronda Rousey made far more sense than taking Pena over yeah Nunes. Let's just yeah. let's just be real. She fucking did everything she needed to do. Let me try to pull. Let me. Sorry, I'm unprepared tonight. I'm, full disclosure, had a couple tonight. We're gonna work through this. Let me pull the. Let me pull the card up so we can kind of take it from the top here. Because so I, I didn't. On this I one, it, I, it fucking matters. Like it really matters. They were all good fights. Yeah, I didn't catch any of the early prelim card. I started at the at the ESPN Plus prelim card with Bruno Silva and Jordan Wright. I didn't see the Blanchfield Miranda Maverick upset. Didn't see uh, Ryan Hall. Oh, that's my, hold on. Let me, I can, I, I watched a lot of that. I was actually at, um, so I took my, my daughter to uh, Pocatello, Idaho for an archery shoot, dude. And like, I was chilling in this restaurant, watching the fights on my phone, the early fights. <laughs> it was awesome. People were like watching me watch the fights. <laughs> it's just like, whatever. But I don't, I don't miss events if I don't have to, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, you're just not going to fucking hold me down, if you will. Were you on uh, the restaurant Wi-Fi? Or were you? Nope. Just rolled it straight up. Did you get unlimited? Uh, you got an unlimited phone plan? Yeah, dude. I was with uh, Sprint, and then they got bought out by fucking Team Mable. Stupid. So the only fight I didn't see on the early prelims was uh, Jillian Robertson <clears throat> suspected that she would come out and win that one, though. Oh, that one had some fuckery, bef- uh, like right before the the submission. Apparently, Priscilla, like I gouged Jillian. I don't know. I have to go back and watch it. Yeah, there was there's a lot of talk online about how honestly, she should get. Uh, honestly, I saw that Robertson won, and I just was like, well, I you know that figures. That's what I thought. You know, that was my pick. Full disclosure, though, I, I the, the last two weeks on my pickums, I've been absolute trash. Yeah, I, like, I went like seven and seven, I think. Like sub 500 for me last two weeks. <laughs> I, I mean, it's never happened to me before. It just is what it is. Whatever. Actually, I'm, I may. No, I did see this Tony 
Kelly Randy Costa fight, but oh yeah, that was a big upset too. You know uh, what the interesting thing about that one was was that Tony Kelly, who was making his UFC debut, I believe, refused to. Oh no, it was his third fight in there, but he uh, he like refused to fly because of yeah, the mask he, he, yeah, he won't wear a mask. He's like <laughs> he's very convicted in like his beliefs, dude, and I I don't knock him for that. Yeah, but that that was a pretty big upset, I believe. Um, I think Randy Costa had. You know, although he was coming off a loss, uh, I think a lot of people thought that he was going to be kind of something big in, in the bantamweight division. Well, dude, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, when I don't know fighters, I don't, I didn't know either of these guys at all. And, you know, I'll look at the odds on pickups and I'll usually roll with the crowd on some of these when I'm clueless. Yeah. Sometimes I get a, I look at a guy and I'm like, eh, I think he might upset him. And I'll, and I'll just randomly pick him, but, you know, it just sort of is what it is. Ryan Hall is back to his uh, regular shenanigans. Yeah, that knockout didn't uh, face him too bad. Uh, well, no, dude, and, like that's kind of surprising. I would think that that would have impacted you in some way, but it just doesn't seem to have. It's like Ryan Hall is like, nope, I'm going to stick to my game. My game is yep, rolling around and tricking you into weird shit. And that motherfucker is so lick, dude. Like he... It's like, what do you, if you're a jujitsu coach, like, I don't know if Ryan Hall has a jujitsu coach, but if he does, like, what does that guy even fucking say? Cause that dude is like, he's just sick. I don't know if we've ever seen a guy or gal in the UFC. Who's just like fucking nope. I'm doing this one thing and that's it. Quite like Ryan Hall does. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Rousey maybe in the beginning, but even she got sucked into, you know, thinking she was some fucking stand up goddess. Ryan Hall is not that fucking guy. And he's not going to be like, yep, I feel like standing tonight. Yep. You know? Yeah. Not going to happen. He may get knocked out in like 50-50 positions, but that's the risk you take, right? You know, I, I think maybe that knockout, you know, he had he had such success prior to, to getting KO'd. You know, maybe that knockout is just like kind of like made him uh, a little more self-aware of like how to protect himself and in, in better positions he needs to get to, you know, once he's in those compromised well, I would say so. And like Derek, Derek Miner was fucking game, dude. Yeah, he's a fucking make, journeyman, dude. He's been around. Well, just make no mistake. Like he was willing to go to whatever position he had to, and he was willing to try to strike with him. He was willing to try to play that game. Like there were often there were a few times where he willingly allowed the fight to go to the ground when when he probably didn't have to. Dude, it was it was a good fight. Ryan Hall fucking did exactly what he always does. Now, I'm not saying that that's ever going to get Ryan Hall like a title shot but he's definitely doing what Ryan Hall does. And like, you have, you have to appreciate that. Yeah. I think he was fucking embarrassed in his last fight. No questions asked. Like the other kid just smashed him. Uh, but this time, like he, you know, it was a little more, I don't know if he just got a game opponent. It was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go where I have to go. It was good. It was a good fight. And Ryan Hall seemed a lot more aggressive though, with like these weird and slick transitions that he does, you know? He's special, man. I mean, there's just nobody in the UFC right now, if not even maybe mixed martial arts in general, that does what Ryan Hall does. Yeah, I think he's super fun to watch. I'm I'm bummed I missed the fight because you know I'll always usually tune into yeah see go him back, roll around. I mean, go back and watch it if you can because it's you know he like I said, man, he's just sort of he may never realize title shots and stuff, but he's definitely in a league of his own. Yeah, that, that's kind of rare, you know, these days, like where <laughs> a guy who's just kind of got this really awkward like one trick pony guy but still can't really, you know, when you feed into his game, like no one can do anything about it. 
Yeah. I mean, you still have a lot of specialists in the UFC, like, you know, but those are primarily stand up guys. Like, you, you have very few, like, strict BJJ dudes. Yeah, Ryan Hall doesn't give a fuck to stand with you on the feet at yeah. all. Does not yeah. care. It's a mean, you know, just because the, the round starts on his feet, you know, that's it. It's just a yeah. means to try to get him, you know, he's just really good at it. It's surprising, actually. Okay. The Aaron Blanchfield, Miranda Maverick fight, shocking, actually. Yeah, looking, you know, and I was watching the weigh-ins. I, I saw, you know, Blanchfield, and she, you know, she looks like she's like fucking sixteen years old. And I'm like, this girl's just gonna gonna get crushed. So, only two years younger than Maverick. They're both young. Maverick yeah. was Miranda Maverick was highly touted, and even I was kind of I was chirping her because I believe she she beat Macy Barber. Uh, as I understand it, Macy Barber was supposed to fight this Blanchfield girl. Barber drops. Miranda moves in. Miranda gets absolutely dominated. Yeah, no question. Like it was shocking. Definitely, probably one of the more surprise. Well, I can't say the more surprising fights with the outcome of the two main events, but I, yeah. I thought that just that Maverick was just going to be way too fucking strong. She's like she's a built fighter, you know, and, and oh, Blanchfield looks kind of soft. Yeah, no, Miranda's Miranda's a stud for sure. Oh, this fucking Aaron Blanchfield, man. She's a I didn't I didn't realize either her record's really fucking good too. She's well, like she's, eating one now or something like that. She's far, she's far slicker than I would have thought. And yeah. you know, that's there's uh there's definitely some just unrecognized female fighters out there. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like the, that's a nature of sort of their their fights and things because they're just not all of them are as well known, you know, mm-hmm. as as a lot of these men. Like for every five ultimate fighters or something like that, you might see one that showcases women, you know, for every yeah. for every five or six or seven fights on the contender series, you may see a woman or two. Mm-hmm. It's rare. It's just, there aren't, there aren't as many. So a lot of these girls come up and you don't even know who the fuck they are. And then all of a sudden they're in there dominating someone that, you know, people were considering a, a real future for. Yeah. And I think, I think Maverick will, will still have, it's just, you know, obviously it's just a, another bump in the road, bro. So I missed the Andre Moon, Mooney's and uh, Eric Anders fight. At that point I was like leaving the restaurant and trying to travel. So kind of fucked me. It was a quick fight. Yeah, I didn't catch it. How did it? Uh, you know, that one go. Andre's, you know, Andre broke fucking Jacare's arm and he got Anders to the ground and fucking tapped him out quick. Like that, <laughs> Andre Muniz is a bad dude. So it's super annoying that I didn't remember that. Because I know we, we talked about it last week. Did we? Yeah. Well, I still didn't remember. Or, I had made my picks before we talked about it and I left them. I didn't even go back and change them. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to roll with this. Yeah. You go to the ground with this dude. You're fucked. Uh, clearly. Yeah. And so I let, I let the Anders pick roll. I just assumed he'd come out banging and, and he's good at that. You know, well, I, I, I don't think he, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Anders wanted to keep the fight standing, but he just got put in a really bad situation. And Andre just locked onto that fucking arm bar. Super, super fast. Yeah, that that dude's someone to watch for sure. Twenty-two and four, he's four and zero oh in the UFC, including uh, not including two fights on the contender series. So I mean, he's essentially six and zero oh in the promotion under the UFC banner. Just nasty. Yeah, that's a, I mean that's a name I I need to remember for sure. Uh, I missed the I definitely missed the Bruno Silva Jordan Wright fight. That was a good fight for as long as it it lasted because Jordan Wright, you know, he's he's kind of a goofy weird looking dude and he fights kind of strange uh kind of traditional like karate and he was tagging bruno 
for for a little bit and then they just they got into a little bit of a shootout and bruno was backed up against the cage he threw a couple heavy heavy shots that i think hit jordan behind the back of his head uh just rocked him and he couldn't recover and bruno pounded him out it it was it was a, a fun fight that uh that ended ended fast that was a good stoppage yeah dude i mean i need to go back and watch it but i think fighters are sometimes you said like he was he probably landed him on the back of his head it's like come on man like you can't there's no way you can totally account for where your your punch is going to land well no you know? i mean he's he's getting he's getting boxed up against the cage you know and he's he's throwing punches to try and you know defend himself and survive and right. you know if a, if a if a punch hits the dude in the back of his head so fucking be it and that, you know that's what happens well i just think i i think like as fans let's always try to remember like what is an intentional strike to the back of the head and like what is... Yeah, it's not like Jordan Wright was on the ground and this dude came up behind him and hammer fisted the back of his skull. Yeah, you know? like you've seen you've seen some guys like totally egregiously just like strike the top of the head or the back of the head like when you know they shouldn't do that. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I I definitely want to go back and, and watch this, but um... I, I like Jordan Wright too, but he, I th- I think he's lost his last two fights, both of them. Oh no, he's he's uh kind of bouncing back between wins and losses. Win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Yeah, I think uh... Just look at just like talking about some of these up and comers and stuff. I mean, it's interesting because years ago, like they could drop two, maybe three, and it would be all good. You know, like you just assume that they were fighting the best. Now the competition is so close. You lose one or two fights. Like you might be bounced off your contract. You know, they may just, it's tight. It's tight now. It's not like it was before. It's so it's so fucking talent rich, man. The pool well, is just would, so deep. Yeah. I mean, you think of the way the sport's evolving and the fighters that are coming up are going to, you know, break new ground in the UFC when they get in there, you know, and UFC scouts are always out there and the guys coming up from the regional scenes that are, that are putting out really good performances. Like, yeah, if you get, if you get knocked out bad a couple of times, even if it's just one, one fight. Yeah. You might get, might get the Knicks. Yeah. Did you get to see the shoey? Dude, that fight was fucking nuts. Definitely saw the shoey. Holy shit. That was first off, I like Augusto Sakai a lot. And I like Tui Vasa. Yeah, super, super good. Dude, Sakai's super good. I mean And that first round was was kind of I don't I wouldn't really say it was dull, but it wasn't as exciting as, you know, I think we come to expect from Tai Tui Vasa. But the second round, it's it's almost like he went back to the to a stool at the end of the first round and it was just like, dude, I'm tired. I'm just gonna go knock this guy out. And that's exactly what he did. He just come comes out in round two and just fucking blasts him quick. And just yeah, dude, knocks him dead. No, I I kind of got the same feel. Like the first round, I was like, you know what? I'm watching it. I'm like, listen, like, and I was talking with other people because I was at this dinner and shit. And I'm just like, you know what, dude? Like these heavyweights, when they come in here, like they know they can touch each other and end it at any time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Tai Tuivasa could go in and potentially put Francis and Gano away just based on body size and power. You know what sure. I mean? nothing else i'm not talking about skill or any of that if they touch each other and and just that right the odds of them touching each other and putting each other away are astronomically higher than the other weight classes but (laughs) tattoo ivasa i mean he's dude i don't give a fuck if he never wins another fight i just love him yeah man what's not i just it's it's awesome like he's become he's kind of becoming like a staple of of las vegas pay-per-views i feel like (sighs) Well, like you I know mean, yeah, if- there's he's got a he's got a weird uh connection with the Vegas crowd and just sort of the Vegas atmosphere, right? Like I don't I don't even know if he's ever fought outside of Vegas. I have no idea. We'd have to look it up. Maybe, maybe not, but 
Yeah, he fought I, in Chicago. Don't forget, I've seen him live, and there there is just a you know an energy that Vegas gives him. It's just special. It's it's because he he still holds the the entertainment value. I mean, let's be honest. He's not as technical as other fighters. He's not nearly, you know, as polished or finished or any of that shit. And, and I don't think he gives a fuck. I think he is all about going in there, entertaining everyone and, and hoping to clip off a win. Yeah. When you have like a card like this, like a guy like him, now it sort of makes sense to me why he might've been placed where he was placed, like on the prelim card. I think he may have brought an energy to the rest of the card that you just couldn't, you know, maybe, maybe you wouldn't have had if he didn't fight where he fought, you know? Well, and the UFC, you know, the the thing that I love that they're doing right now is, is they're creating these prelim cards, you know, these undercards that entice you to buy the pay-per-view. So if you got a guy like Tai Tuivasa on the prelim card who comes out and knocks the dude fucking dead and puts on a really good performance, that makes you want to keep watching, you know? I mean, it's a marketing yeah. strategy. Yeah, no, for sure. Like if Ty comes out and delivers and then rips a shoey on the side of the fucking ring. Yeah, dude. What's well, not the, the fuck octagon, if you get, Yeah, you're like, you know what, dude? Money well spent. Fuck it. Yeah, like, you fucking, you get pumped because he's excited. You're feeling, you know, the excitement from him and you just want to keep watching more. And then you realize just, that Dominic Cruz is up to bat yeah. next. And then you look at the fucking main card and you got two title fights. It's just like, why the fuck would I not watch this? Dude, whether he's on the pay-per-view or not, I just hope that young man's getting paid because he, he brings a fucking shitload of value at this point. Well, Maybe he's one, you know, I don't know what he's getting prior to this, but now that he, you know, he's sort of established himself. He's on a little bit of a, at least the last two fights. I, I think he's been, I think he's lost one or maybe been put away once at least, but well, he was on a three fight skid for all oh, that going many? back. Yeah. He lost three fights in a row and then now he's on a four fight win streaks and he's been pretty fucking active. This was his third fight in 2021. All three of his last fights were in Vegas and all three were either first or second round knockouts. Yeah, man. He just brings a sh- win or lose, dude. I think he brings a shitload of value to whatever card he fights on. I just do. Yeah. I mean, people you just, fucking love this guy. Man. Yeah. There's nothing not to like about him. You know, he's fucking personable. He's exciting. Uh, you know, he just well, he's he got, puts on he's, good. He's got like, like when you, when you actually like break it down and like maybe go look up Tai Tuivasa, like where he's from, try to learn his, a little bit about his story and stuff. Like, you know, he's got that lip tattoo, the FTA from the area. Like, yeah, he's like basically middle of the nowhere fucking Australian, you know, probably outside of fighting had zero shot in life at, at being much of anything other than, you know, just a person living in Australia, you know, but he's a fighter and, and he gets to have a platform and entertain people and potentially do some good shit for his like people like that. Yeah. I love all of that. I just love all of that. You know, when, uh, when the apocalypse takes place and, and Australia turns into a Mad Max scenario, he's definitely going to be like one of those Raiders warlords that conquers people. I don't know if he'd be the leader, but he'd definitely be like the enforcer of the leader. Yeah. 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 I'm with that. Totally with yeah. that. I just, <laughs> I just, I just like him, dude. And I think the shoeys are weird and kind of awkward and disgusting, but it's his gig and people fucking love it, dude. Like it's cool. It's just, you know, it's like, it's like his yeah, stick, like his thing. And people want to see it. It's fucking lighthearted. It's fun. You know, he's a young guy. He's celebrating, you know, he just want to fight. He wants to fucking party now. You know, I mean, you can't, like you can't next, hit on the guy. It's like the next level Holly home backflip. You know how, like when she wins, she does a backflip. Yeah. Like Tai Tuivasa is like, just put that shit on crack and like, yeah. 
that big ass man gets on top of a fucking cage and finds someone to throw them a shoe and a beer. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? you know what I mean? Like, Can you imagine fuck. being that guy, though, that that gives them your shoe and then the rest of the event, you got to sit there with a fucking wet shoe on your foot. Well, so me and me and my daughter, Chloe, saw the shoey together. And like, I was just like, you know, I think at that point, you just don't even give a fuck. Yeah, probably not. I wouldn't care. No, I just would not give a fuck. Well, I'd probably bring a backup pair of shoes if I if I knew I was going to be in, in the proximity to where like, yeah, I feel can... like I feel like in a way, if you know, kind of, you know, that yeah. it's possible, like you might you might semi be prepared for that. At least uh, stick some flip flops in your cargo pockets, you know, <laughs> whatever you got to do to get through <laughs> yeah. the night. But yeah. I just think like, you know, you're cruising a couple of beers or whatever, you know, at that point, you're just kind of like, yeah, fuck it. Like, did you see that idiot dude in the crowd that just like dumped a fucking beer on us all over himself? Like right after Ty won? Well, like, yeah, he didn't was... even, he didn't even like really do a shoey. No, dude, just like, like Ty, Ty gets a lot of that beer in his gut. Like he doesn't yeah. miss much. No, like he really, you know, it's, it's pretty calculated. He drinks quite a bit of it. I don't think he's, you know, I'd have to go back and like really scrutinize other than the hot sauce shoey that he got walking out of the octagon. Oh yeah. Last time, like he he gets a lot that other idiot just poured it on his face. Like yeah. It's not that's not a shoey. No. I mean that guy was a little I think that guy was snorting some blow. He looked real animated. Well, who the fuck knows what they're doing in Vegas, dude? But Donald Cerrone definitely Donald Cerrone cocaine. Definitely did a solid shoey out of a boot. And he didn't miss <laughs> he didn't miss much beer either. I don't think uh yeah, Cowboy likes to waste beer. I'm just saying, if you're gonna do it, fucking do it right, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. let's let's do it right. And Ty Ty does it. I like him, man. I, I just love him, love his story. Um, he's just cool. Like he, you know what I mean. Like if there are certain fighters I want to see come in and just be like pure martial artist, super technical, not unlike like a Dominic Cruz or something like that. But there's always a place for a guy like Ty on a card that keeps that excitement and entertainment value. And I, you know, I just think he's going to deliver that every fucking time. Yeah. He'll try. He'll go out in a shield, you know? Yeah. And I'm not sure that he even gives a fuck if he ever realizes like a title shot. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe one day he will, but I'm not sure that he actually cares. I don't know. You know, I feel like those Australian, you know, there's a lot of pride there. And then you got, you got guys like, you know, Dan Hooker and you got, you know, although he's from New Zealand, but you got, you know, Bobby Knuckles, all those guys from New Zealand, Australia, you know, who have won titles. Uh, I'd be willing to bet that, you know, he keeps winning. He's going to, he's going to start craving that, you know, those top, those top fights, especially when he realizes that, you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, if you knock these dudes out, if you keep clipping off wins, I think at at some point you have to say to yourself, like, all right, I'm, I'm a title contender. I just, I don't think he's going to be like in the media being like, ah, you got to give me a title shot. I'm ranked 10, but I deserve to fight. I'm the uncrowned champ and all that shit. I don't think he's like, like I think he's like O'Malley in that sense. You know, he doesn't really give a fuck. He just wants to fight. Yeah. And I think if it comes, it comes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I, in a weird, you know, I just appreciate dude. Dominic Cruz looked amazing. Yeah, in the Actually. second and third round, the first round, he yeah. looked like he was fucking dead almost. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Pedro Munoz put it on him, and I think everybody should have expected that. He he clipped Dominic bad. Who I don't know who the ref was. Was that Mark Goddard? Uh, I don't even remember. I think it was Mark Goddard. Dom's kind of always been a little sus, sus there, you know. Like I think he's. I think that's why he moves the way that he moves. I think he's yeah, always sure. Known, I think he's always known. You know, his movement's incredible. It's not like anybody else's, and and. Clearly, there's a reason for that. He can't take. Well, I don't know if he's ever been just knocked out cold, but he's definitely taken some heavy shots and found his way back into fights. 
Yeah, the Cejudo do it all the time. The Cejudo fight was the first time he had been stopped with strikes, but Dominical sit there and you know proclaim that he was fine for the rest of his days. I don't recall that he was though. But no, I mean he got he got pretty. I don't even I don't even like Cejudo. Yeah. So that says that should say say a lot. But he looked great in this fight. Dude, he Dominic. recovered, and uh, yeah, the second and third round, man, it was like vintage Dominic Cruz, man. He looked, he looked really, really good in the in the second and third rounds. So, I'm, did you, I'm did you see like, did you see his media stuff, like where he totally called out Cormier and was like, uh, you don't yeah, prepare, so, so. And you suck. Yeah, and then they did like a separate sit down, and Dom was like, "Fuck you," basically. Still, yeah, he's, he's a like, he's a spiteful little man. He does not. He says exactly what he feels. I don't think, and I don't think he regrets it ever. Have you have you heard that story about him in the go kart track? No. Okay, so I'm I'm just gonna loosely summarize this. But apparently, a bunch of UFC fighters are going to uh, like a go kart track somewhere, and Chael Sonnen was there, and Dominic was there, a bunch of other guys, and Dominic apparently kept like walking behind a building and, and coming back, and Chael was like, "What the fuck's Dominic doing?" So Chael apparently went back there and saw Dominic like hyping himself up before this go kart race and he's like dominic was saying to himself like they don't want you to win like they don't want you to win this fucking race like you need to win this fucking race like that's the type of person he is he's a fucking whack job fine yeah no i mean i'm not i'm not but i mean like don't some guys maybe some guys have to have that no yeah i think it does and and i think dominic has said before that he has um a lot of um issues with self you know with uh like imposter syndrome and, and you know not believing in himself and stuff like that and that's you know, that's what he has to do to get himself fucking ready to go. Which is insane to me because that guy has overcome a lot in his career. I mean, it, by Dude, by all a- accounts, I don't even think he should be fighting anymore with as many injuries as he's, what is he, he's had his done, his knee done, what, three times, four times? Yeah, his knees, knees are kind of fucked. You but, know, like, so yeah, who uh, knows? I don't know, man, he just must feed off it. His first knee injury, I think, his first major injury was like 2012. Yeah. And people have been writing him off ever since. Here he is in 2021, beating, beating names, big names, you know? Big na- Yeah, Pedro Munoz is a big like, name of Bantamweight. Like putting himself right back in the mix. Mm-hmm. That's it's pretty special, man. No, it's awesome to see. I've, I've always been a uh, Dominic Cruz fan, uh, you know, going back to his WC days. I like everything that he has. And uh, to see him win that way over a guy like Pedro, who's, you know, very respected in that division was uh, was very cool. Josh Emmett, Danny, yeah, I think that fight delivered. Yeah, that was that was a good fight. Josh Emmett is a scary, scary dude, and Danny gets tough as fuck. Because Dan, Dan dude, Emmett, some, Emmett some real put, serious. He almost yeah, put him away. He did. Yep, that first round was was pretty rough for Ige. Well, dude, there's something about these, you know, Hawaiian slash Islanders. They're unique in the fact that they can take heavy, heavy shots for long periods of time and not many of them get put away. Like there's just something different about those people as it relates to like combat sports. You know what I mean? Like, and Danny gay is one of them and he fucking proved it because Emmett, I thought all but had him put away. But yeah, I still think Emmett's Emmett's KO over Michael Johnson was, is probably one of the nastiest, like one punch knockouts I've ever seen in my entire life. The way that Michael Johnson stiffened up and, and fell to the floor. Yeah. Like that dude, Emmett has, serious serious power and just overall a really solid skill set like dude emmett is he's 
at 100 i don't know how much weight he cuts but at 135 pounds like that dude is chiseled the fuck up like they're a featherweight 145 but yeah oh, was a, it 145 sorry yeah yeah they're like he he is ripped up yeah he's a big fucker like i'd like to know how much he cuts down because he he's a rather he's, large man but i mean maybe he's maybe he's not even that big maybe he's just that ripped up well he's you know i mean i think he's pretty short for that division, I don't know. He's probably like five six, five seven, maybe. Yeah, he's five six, and he's just he's a he's built like a fucking truck, man. Yeah. Wow. And at thirty six years old, man, like that's right. Emmett is a little older, isn't he? Yeah, and he suffered like a really nasty knockout loss to Jeremy Stevens. Remember that that took him out of commission for a while. Like I think it like yeah. shattered his orbital or something like that. Like really fucked him up. And I think a lot of people kind of counted him out after that. But at, since then, right. you know, he's, he knocked out Michael Johnson. He knocked out Mursad Bactic, and then he just beat Shane Burgos and Dan Ige. Like big names on his record. Yeah, for for, for sure, he's he's clipping them off here. And Ige Ige has had a lot of great performances up to this fight. Yeah, you know, didn't, he, didn't Ige main event a card recently? I thought he was yeah, a, yeah against the Korean Zombie and right. Kelvin Cater. He lost both of those, so he's kind of I don't know if we're seeing him kind of plateau, like he's not really able to beat like the top dudes in the division. Yeah. Um, or if, you know, I think he's still pretty young, right? He's only thirty. But he, yeah. dude, he puts on incredible performances in all those fights, though, even in the losses. You know, so I mean, you can't really. Yeah, he's always in there, man, from from start to finish, and. uh all of his losses have only been by decision. Like he hasn't been stopped. Right. You know, dude, I mean, just a great fight. Yeah. It was a really, it was a really good main event uh, for the prelim. Like, if, if I had to, if I had to say, like, I would say like Josh Emmett needed that win. I know he's clipped a couple off, but he probably needed that win more than Danny gay. Danny gay's dropped a couple, but I just think he's young enough. And yeah, he can bounce back. Yeah. Emmett, you know, you know what yeah. I mean? Like Emmett's, no. Emmett's yeah. based on age and some things. Like I think Emmett, Emmett loses that fight. Like he's been out, he's sort of been written off before. I think they write him off again. Ige, Ige loses. Okay. Well, he's, he's fought some, you know, Cotter, Korean zombie, Josh Emmett, big names on his yeah. end too. So you're like, well, I guess that figures. Right. And he, you know, Ige knocked out Gavin Tucker. Who's, who's tough. So, I, you know, I think, I mean, this isn't going to be the end of Dan Ige. I don't, I don't think. No, I don't think so. But he definitely looked uh, in that first round. Like he was on his way out. Yeah. I mean, you know, as tough as these fucking guys are, there's like I said, there's an islander sort of Hawaiian, yeah, Polynesian kind of thing that they seem to be able to absorb a shitload of punishment for a very long time, and then they and then they just can't. Like, look at Mark Hunt, uh, Yancey Medeiros, like a couple of these guys. You know, suddenly they're just they're the chinniest of chins. I don't know if Ige is close to that. You got to wonder about Holloway. You know, that guy absorbs a lot of punishment. He gives yeah. as much. He gives as much or more than he ever takes. But still, you're still absorbing shots, right? So, yep. You wonder. You got to wonder. And that's those are those weird intangible things that knuckleheads like us that sit here and podcast about this shit like could never account for. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, Holloway could go six more fights absorbing the same rate of punishment, take seven, seven fights, and and that's it. You just you never know. There's no mm-hmm. way. It's interesting, definitely to talk about and see kind of where some of these guys are. But I would say Ige might a little layoff for him might might be a yeah good probably yeah just to sort of regroup and especially <laughs> i think a layoff for him is like a strategic thing because he is young he is good and that would give him some time to kind of regroup and get some shit figured out you know mm-hmm. sean o'malley man delivers didn't so I, again i was somewhere in here i was either 
I forgot to switch over to the other card, and then I was driving. I definitely missed the Sean O'Malley fight. Uh, I've gone back and watched it, though. Yeah. And dude, just put it on him, man, quick. Yeah, you know, Paiva, you know, for a little bit, I thought he was, uh, you know, he was kind of like welcoming Sean to, to come after him. And when Sean did, he fucked him up. Yeah, I just feel like even Dana White. So I watched some press conference stuff. And when Dana White speaks about certain people, like it becomes more clear how the promotion sort of views them. And he's like, look, you know, he basically, and Dana White seems to always be blunt. And I've, something I've always loved about him. He's like, look, the guy, when you talk to him, he talks about two things. He wants to get paid and he wants to fight guys that are higher ranked than him. You have to appreciate that. Mm-hmm. The guy's a fucking athlete. He's doing this for a reason. He's not doing it just to fight. Dana was like, you know what, dude? Paiva's a real guy. He knocked him out. Like, we're going to have to get him fights and we're going to have to pay him. You got to yeah. love that. You got to love that. The kid is betting on himself, you know, like, mm-hmm. and he sells himself. He's also, <laughs> what I love is he's not just like, he talks, he you know, engages in some shit talking, all that stuff, but he has branded himself outside of the octagon as well. Sells a lot of merch. Does a lot of social media engagement with fans and things. Mm-hmm. He's smart, you know. He's a, he he is a. He's got the the streaming a, shit going on with Twitch. I just feel like he's as much a businessman as he is a fighter, and I think that matters for these guys because the fight life only lasts so long. I don't give a fuck who any of these guys. You know what I mean? They can yeah. they can take ten years off and then come back into a boxing fight or some shit like a lot of these guys have done. Fine. You're only gonna you're only gonna be at the height of your career for these very small pockets. Well, you know, and the thing with O'Malley too, he might be his own worst enemy. You know, he's kind of injury prone. He had some some leg injuries, and I think he fucked his hand up in this fight. He just seems a little bit fragile. Sure. So I think he'll fight as, as long as his body can remain healthy, and in doing so, he'll try and make as much money as possible. Yeah, I mean, it, just smart. If you're honest with yourself, I would say that's a a really good approach. Yeah, but yeah, I dig him. I, I dig him, man. You can't. You can't. You know, the thing is, it's it's McGregorish in the fact like where he's he essentially with the exception of that Cheeto verified, like he basically calls the shots. He comes out and he fucking backs it up every time. You yep. know, I mean, you gotta, you can't, can't knock a guy like that. And until it becomes a McGregor thing where you start dropping fights and all you can do is call your opponent's wife a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at that point, you're just sort of whatever. No, he's doing his thing. The UFC, um, you know, he's, he's a gem that they really need to take advantage of. And, sure. uh, you for see sure. him on a pay-per-view, you know, it's, it's definitely gonna be one of those guys that you're like, Oh yeah, I should, I should check this event out. Totally. Regardless you, of who he's fighting. Yeah, no, you don't want to miss Sean O'Malley and his fights. Uh, Kai Car France completely delivered. I think we were Jesus both fuck man. We were both on that, on that pick, right? I think we both knew or were sort of questioning where Cody might be. No, I, 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 I picked Cody. Um, you did pick Cody? I did, yeah. Oh, I thought... Well, well I, I definitely picked Kai Car France. And yeah. I, I thought on the... Did you? You did? I thought you were yeah, concerned I, about I, the weight. I'm, I'm, I'm a... Yeah, no. I was I was concerned just about his chin, but I didn't... Although I knew that Kai Car France had solid power, I didn't think... I thought Dominic was going to... Or I thought Cody was going to be too fast and he wasn't going to get into a fucking shootout with him. And I thought he'd be able to pick him apart, um, kind of like he did Dominic, but... And uh, you know I'm biased because I'm a big Cody Garbrandt fan, but fuck, oh dude, man, that, dude, don't that was get, a bad dude, one. I love Cody. I've yeah. I've liked him since watching him rise. I mean, 
Uh, I think he is the most likable fighter or was at one time the most likable fighter out of the team alpha male. I never cared for many of those guys except Garbrandt. Yeah. Uh, Even his hot headedness, like for some reason, like it's not, it's like, it's like not as egregious as other people. Like there's still, there's still something respectful about it, but he he was just a fucking hothead. He wanted to fucking knock people out. You know, he wanted to look good doing it, uh, but fuck man, this one, this one sets him back big time. You know, he, I just wonder like if he's got other weird shit going on in his life, he doesn't wear a wedding ring anymore. You never see him post about his wife or his, uh, baby mama. I don't know if he got divorced or whatever, like fighters tend to experience that kind of shit, especially when they're winning and then they're not winning. You know, I just wonder if he's got other things. I mean, that doesn't change your chin, right? Yeah. But it, it does change your approach to things. And I mean, he made weight. No problem. Looked great. Didn't even look very. No, it didn't look sucked down or anything. No, he didn't look like emaciated or anything. Like I thought he, I, I, by appearance seemed to have made, you know, 125 for the first time, uh, rather well, man. Yeah. I I don't know where he goes from here. The the thing I'd like to see, I'd like to see him go back up to 135 and rematch Dominic. Yeah. I think, I think Dominic deserves that. The social media trends that I've seen though, is like, you'll never see a Cody Garbrandt that looks as good as he did against Dominic ever again. And Dominic was even like, you know what? Maybe I'll go to featherweight (laughs) or not Dominic, uh, Cody. Go to featherweight. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he meant that, but it was definitely like, you know, somebody, somebody put out like some memes and shit. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering if he actually said that shit. And I'm just like, what? Like you, oh, yeah, been, man, I don't know. There's some hitters been, at 145. Well, dude, like you've been closed out at 35. You've been closed out now at 25. Like, really? Yeah. You know, like not, talk about falls from grace, though. You know, I mean, this guy was like oh, after he dude. beat Dominic, everyone was talking about like Cody wasn't going to be able to be beaten, and then he's just gotten smashed. You know, I mean, he had that that went over a sunset, which was amazing. But since then, you know, what is he like? One for like the last six or something? One, two? Yeah, he's, two he's one of- in five. Wow. Yeah. And four of those losses have been stoppage losses in the first or second round. It's just crazy, man. This, it does. And you know what? And I've defended this in the past and I'll continue to do it. It does suck, though, because a couple of those guys were drug cheats. I don't know that that mattered. I, I, honestly, well, I don't think, uh, think Kyle France is on the juice. No, no. Def, I, I mean, you never know, but I yeah. would uh, my my inclination is to say no. I just don't think there's many juicers at those lower levels, man. Like weight levels, you know? Yeah. I just don't think it makes sense. Uh, I mean, but there are many versions of performance enhancers and all that stuff. But Kaikar France looked great, dude. Like, let's yeah, not looks- let's not knock him because he, he no. looked great. And it, like, I loved his, you know, he looked amped up at the weigh-ins. Post-fight stuff was like, listen, like the guy wouldn't even say my name. Like he didn't yeah. even mention me talking about Cody, you know, at the, at the pre-fight conferences, Cody was like getting into it with Sean O'Malley. Mm-hmm. Like didn't even, didn't even really pay much mind to Kai car France. And I, I don't know that that was a smart approach. Yeah, man. Kai, he was composed in shape, picked the shots really, really well. And, uh, yeah, man, when he fucking, you know, at first I thought Cody was going to recover, you know, he got dropped and he got up and, you know, he kind of was, was moving around pretty well. And I was like, okay, he, you know, he's going to be all right. He's going to bounce back. And then the pressure from Kai was just uh, too much, man. And he was too, too good with the shots and just, yeah. I just want to, I want to, I want to put this out there. Uh, city kickboxing 
I, I would presume sort of accelerated kind of by Adesanya and Dan Hooker is city kickboxing being in the gym out of New Zealand with COVID and with their fighters being so successful, they're talking about permanently moving to the States. Yeah. If, if that happens, people, people need to really pay attention to the fighters that come out of that gym. Cause they are fucking really good. Well, they already do, man. I mean, they've got well, two fucking champions, already, right? They've already been incredible. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying like when you remove all the extra layers of shit of being so fucking far away. Yeah. Especially in like COVID times, when you take all those layers away and these guys just get to fight and train, like train freely and fight, it's only going to make them that much better, man. Like, if that happens, like people, people need to be on notice for sure. Yeah, they're, that's a scary gym, man. Those guys are top of the ladder. You got Adesanya, Volkanovski, Kai Car France, Dan Hooker, uh, Brad Riddle, Shane Young. There's a handful of women, that, most notably Jenna Fabian, but she's in the PFL. She fought Kayla Harrison one level below fighting for the championship in PFL. But there's there's some talent on both, you know. Yeah. Like gender neutral talent coming out of that gym, big time. Yeah. Sort of United States kind of MMA gyms maybe want to be on notice for that. Kai was talking about how he doesn't want to fight though until uh, he gets a title shot, which kind of I think rubbed Dana White the wrong way. I mean, he's number six. He's probably going to have to fight once or twice, you know, in order to get. Yeah, he's a little far outside of title contention, isn't he? And yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. So. What is he? He's only on a two, maybe three fight win streak, right? Yeah, two, two first round knockouts. Yeah. And what did what what did he have before that? Uh, he definitely dropped a fight or two. Yeah, Brandon Royval um, choked him out, and then um, you know I don't know before these last two wins, he had he had been like one and two, uh, lost to Brandon Moreno, two in there. Yeah, I'm not really sure he's you know. No, he just, you know, I think he needs a couple more fights, one or two more fights. And uh, if he wins those, then yeah, give him a fucking title shot. Well, I mean, it's like at some point you got to start calling your shot, right? But at the same time, like you might want it to be at least within the realm of like where, where you fall, you know, like, yeah, well, I I just think regardless of where you are in the rankings to say like, I'm not fighting unless I get a title shot is not a good way to get a title shot. Definitely. uh, You know, definitely not. No. Uh, Jeff Neal. Santiago Ponzanibio. Yeah, it's probably, I'd say, like the, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good fight, although in comparison to the rest of the card, it was probably one of the worst fights on the card. Uh, for sure. Yeah. I, I uh, felt like, I felt like the split decision made sense and I could see that. And I, I thought Jeff Neal did what he needed to do. Yeah, to I win. thought he won. It was all right. It was a good performance. I mean, Ponzanibio is a tough dude. Uh, been yeah, around a long sure. time, fought a lot of guys. Jeff Neal, same thing. Jeff Neal really needed, needed this win to stay relevant. I mean, he did that, you know, mission accomplished. He's 31 years old too. So still got a lot of time in the sport. Um, well, we'll see. He's, he's in a little legal trouble. So we'll see what goes on with that. Is he really what happened? I that? feel like a couple of weeks before this event, you could look it up. Oh yeah. Right? He got arrested for DUI. That's right. Yeah. It was and DUI. unlawful possession of a firearm. Jeez, yeah. Kind of like fuck? those aren't small little charges, you know, those no, are in Texas too. That's a big deal. When you couple the two together, kind of, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. I was surprised to even see him be able to fight, just to be honest. Oftentimes, yeah, okay. when you have charges like that, they're not even going to let you leave the state. What a fucking bonehead. What do you do? Driving? You're driving fucking drunk with a gun on you? Like, what the fuck? 
Well, I mean, you've got lo- <clears throat> you have law enforcement experience. I mean, you know, from your civilian experience, wouldn't you say that that's pretty hefty kind of thing to do? Yeah, isn't it? yeah, those those are. I mean, yeah, they they'd be misdemeanor charges, um, but pretty severe. You know, from a court's perspective. Coupling them together, it's a big deal, yeah. is it not? Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. like if you're just if you're driving drunk, that's one thing. If you're unlawfully possessing a firearm, that's another. But when you do the two together, there's some fuckery afoot, and it's not good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd say getting getting busted for those offenses in Texas of all places is probably one of the the bigger issues because Texas they don't uh, they don't fuck around when it comes to lawbreakers. Yeah, no, for sure. They seem to be all about all about uh, personal freedom, but when you break the rules, they tend to yeah. fuck you real yeah. good. So I yeah. don't know if him being you know an athlete um, and somewhat of a celebrity will make a difference in there. I'm, I'm guessing it probably will. It's possible, but that's a fucking boneheaded choice he made that night. Yeah, either way, man, we'll just wait to see kind of where that where that goes. Yeah. But he's you know he's got some legal issues to deal with, right? So. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how the promotion kind of deals with it too. Uh, Julia Penny, Amanda Nunes, man, wow, that was. Did Amanda uh, look fucking gassed out to you? Did she look like completely fucking winded? Well, not not right away, but I mean, Pena seemed to sucker right into a firefight and got exactly what she wanted. How how does Amanda Nunes lose a stand up battle with Juliana Pena? That jab and just I felt like Amanda seemed to have this sort of idea that she you know no one's come close to her on the feet in a very long time yeah. like like seven years right and and i'm not saying that juliana pena nev- maybe can't even sniff how good amanda is actually on the feet but what she did do was absorb a couple big shots early and start pumping that jab and it sucked amanda into that you know what fuck it i'm gonna knock you out thing yeah and Pena seemed to weather that storm. Yeah, those jabs were a big deal, man. You saw Amanda, like, she got stunned by those jabs. Which is not something that anyone should have expected, including Amanda Nunes. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, when you start when you start absorbing shots, you know, you're going to gas. And, and let's keep in mind here, we also hadn't seen Amanda Nunes at 135 in a couple years, at least two years. Sure. Yep. She looked amazing. Don't get me wrong. She was shredded. There were some pictures of her where her abs were cutting through. She came in at 134.5. That should indicate to you that she was really taking this seriously. I think she did, but Pena came out and did what, you know, it's it's interesting to me because we were talking, literally talking about, yeah, there's like certain fighters where you always say, oh, this one's got the skills, you know, this one might have what it takes to get it done. And you're just like, yeah, whatever. And we were both all in on Amanda Nunes and Julia, Juliana Pena came out and fucking proved everybody wrong man it was yeah man i completely discredited juliana and uh, you know i mean stupid stupid fanboy uh bias but uh man she juliana fucking shocked the world that's a huge upset in the sport well i mean it's sort of a situation that we've never really been in before either because you've never had a fighter man or woman who was consecutively defending belts and then lost one you know what I mean? Yeah. So then it's kind of yeah. like, what do you do? What do you do now? Well, I guess Patrizio Pitbull or whatever the fuck is, you know, the Pitbull guy. Yeah. Patricky or whoever the fucking Bellator kind of kind of had that Patricio. going on. But, you know, Amanda was consecutively defending. Mm-hmm. So this is a different situation because she's still a champion in another weight class. You know, yep. it's like what it's it's just different. It's not something um, we've really seen before. 
Yeah, they got to run that one back, though, right? I mean, oh, I think they. I, I totally, I totally think they will. If anyone deserves an immediate rematch, it'd be her. Yeah. Uh, and she definitely said, like, you know what? Give me some. Give me a little bit of time to get my shit together, and we'll, you know, we'll run it right back. Yeah. So hopefully that's the case. Who knows, man? I, mean, I just, I feel like every fighter has some other fighter who just kind of has it, who's mm-hmm. got their number. You know, it doesn't matter how good you are. And I just think in some instances, it just takes a while to find that fighter. And maybe, oh, they, yeah, they found it. Maybe Juliana's that one, you know, it's good because it breathes new life into a division that everybody thought had been well, pretty much closed out. Right. Yeah, for sure. We've been saying that, you know, and I say that a lot, like it's, it's what Amanda Nunes has done has been incredible, but make no mistake. She's a stalwart in two divisions. It doesn't advance the sport. Yeah. Especially for women when they really need, you know, advancement. So, uh, you can't, you can't discredit what Amanda did, but at the same time, like she's, you know, John Anik was saying like, you know, she's, she's got the financial freedom. She's a mother has literally nothing to prove to anyone. You know, I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I don't advocate for people to just flat out retire. Like I think what Khabib did was weird, but at the same time, I don't like to see him go way past their prime. I don't think mm-hmm. Nunes is there yet. If she retired or something like that, I think it would make sense, dude. Like, you know, it can't be easy to be, you know, focused on all this shit when yeah. you're also trying to live your life. I and can see Amanda. Let's just be like, honest, dude. It, it's it's hard to be an athlete and a mother or or let's just say an athlete and a woman or a career person and a woman at the same time. It just is, you know, society yeah. just puts different demands on women, dude. Let's just be honest. I could see Amanda, like if Amanda rematches Juliana and she loses that one, I could see her like completely forgetting about Bantamweight, going up to Featherweight, defending the belt a couple more times and then calling it a day. Yeah, I don't disagree. I just would have thought if anyone was going to clip Amanda Nunes off, it might have been Kayla Harrison. It was, yeah, that was just kind of where, and, and that was just was, where I was going. You know? Well, I thought it was interesting. Like Dana was talking about how Amanda losing totally fucks up any potential magic with Kayla. And it's like, do you think Kayla was going to fight at 135 anyways? Like if, if yeah, she was going to no, fight anywhere, it'd be 145. And Amanda I, still has a belt up there. And I, I totally disagree with that because she's still fucking Amanda Nunes. Let's not yeah. discredit what she's done. You know, she could drop a couple fights here and still be one of the biggest names in the sport. No questions asked. You want to get Amanda Nunes back on track despite the Juliana Pena loss? Give her Kayla Harrison. She comes out and beats Kayla. Yeah, put like, her in there with an absolute mauler, right? Yeah. yeah. She smashes Kayla. She's fucking right back. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. Uh, did you like feel bad a little bit for Amanda or no? Uh, no. Um, I think, you know, I think losses in the changing of the guard is good for the sport. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always a firm believer that, uh, fighters learn more from losses than they do wins. And I think Amanda will learn a lot from this. And, you know, it's, it's moments like this that I look forward to, uh, seeing how, how fighters evolve and progress. So, uh, no, you know, I, I think it's a good thing. This one, this one just to me felt a little different. Yeah. We've seen upsets before, but this one was just like, whoa. Especially yeah. when like the first minute of the half of the fight, you were like, okay, it's going to go just like it always has. And then it, and then it just didn't. <laughs> you know what sure. I mean? Like, yeah. so I don't know. This one just felt a little different. I don't, you know, fighters are fighters, man. I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, you run the risk anytime you get in the cage. And I, I honestly think that's what motivates them, right? Like fighters are different. They're special. They're just on it. They're just in generally, generally speaking, they're on a different level. And you know, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like you, yeah. I mean, and for the last, you know, I don't know, seven or so years, Amanda has, 
she smoked everybody, you know, now she's got, she has a legitimate challenge, you know? And, and yeah, yeah, I get that. It's just like, when you see someone doing something really special, really, really special, something that's never been done before man or woman, any, in any combat sport, you wonder, or maybe you hope that it like ends in sort of like this mystical movie shit thing. Like Cinderella. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not sure that Amanda's story is going to end that way. But. Uh, no, I, I think it could, you know, I think at the end of the day, Amanda is she's, she's going to go out when she wants to, and she's going to, you know, regardless of this loss, she's going to go out looking like a, you know, a champion. Well, dude, I mean, at the end of the day, you're still talking about a, a young woman who came up in Brazil, poor, uh, fought her way to becoming one of the greatest combat athletes ever, man or woman yep. in a sport, advancing women's MMA, advancing LGBTQ community stuff, right? Which I think is important. She's a mother. Any way you shake it. Yeah. She's done a lot for a lot, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, she's a gangster. I was still still surprised how that fight went, though. Oh, I think, yeah, 100%. I think Juliana Pena had to come out and be absolutely perfect, and she was. And that just doesn't, you know, it's, and, and as much as we've talked about Amanda now, let's, let's say that Juliana Pena came out and did, ex- like, literally to the T, exactly what she would have had to have done to win that fight. And she did it, and she did it really good. Yeah, man, Juliana looked, looked really, really sharp. And just, you know, it was just a shocking upset because I just, I never expected uh, Juliana to win the standup. No, I just think, I think we all just sort of had like this uh, sort of recency bias, right? Where recently Amanda has just taken everyone apart. Yeah. And when someone comes in and says, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You're like, yeah, whatever. That's what they all fucking said. Mm -hmm. And then one of them finally actually comes in and fucking does it. And, you know, you're like, holy shit, (laughs) you know, like good honor, man. And, yeah. you know, and Juliana Penn is a mother in her own right, dude. Her daughter was there to see her win that belt against the greatest, arguably the greatest combat athlete of all time. It's a fucking big deal. It is. Yep. It, it is super big deal. I don't know if Juliana wins the rematch. I still might favor Amanda. I would. I, I mean, let's be, I think that's a f- totally fair take. I think you go into that, putting your, putting your, your chips on Amanda. And then if she loses, you're like, Juliana Pena is a fucking force to be reckoned with. And like, yeah, you know, the, the whole process sort of starts itself over again. Right? But then, you know, you, you look at it like a similar situation to like uh, Max Holloway and Volkanovsky, you know, Max lost his belt to Volk, lost the rematch to Volk, but he's still, you know, he's still doing his thing, kicking ass. Uh, yeah. Like, you, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think anyone has really discredited Max Holloway no. after that. You just, you just, but yeah, I guess in Max's defense though, he wasn't, finished by Volk either. They were decision losses, one of which was a very controversial. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think Max has, you know, the Max scenario is a little, yeah, little different. A little, little different. A little different, but what a fucking fight though, dude. Wow. Yeah, super good fight. And it, and it was pretty clear to me though, let's just be honest, it was pretty clear to me that that's how that fight was going to end, even if it went into the third or fourth or fifth round. Like after the first round, I don't think Amanda had much left. No, the second round, man. Yeah, she she came out and she looked fucking gassed. She did she did not look properly conditioned. No, I mean I'm not even sure that she was fully choked out. I think she made. It's she, possible she choked. She tapped more to fatigue. Yeah, Juliana didn't have that choke sunk that deep. And I, I mean Juliana, Juliana's a strong, strong woman. Don't, yeah, don't but get me it wrong, wasn't but. that 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 choke wasn't even around the neck. It was around the chin. I think it was. Yeah, like I don't. I don't choke. even. I don't even think she really had both hooks in. Did she? I don't know. 
I don't recall at least if if they were in, they weren't, you know, she wasn't like fucking Python and on that back and shit, you know, like, but Amanda, but Amanda was in the most compromised position lying on her stomach. She was fatigued and there was a wrestler with really good submissions on top of her. You know, it's just like yeah, a, for sure. a fucking disaster. No, I think Amanda gets in the third round, possibly gets KO'd. Yeah, she could have. Fatigue, yeah. fatigue will just do that to you. Like yep. there's, there's a idea of having like a chin where you can take a lot of punishment, but your chin will fail you. Even if it's a good chin, when you're smoke, when you're just yeah. totally fatigued, you know? So it, it sets up for a really exciting rematch though, for sure. So, I mean, it, it makes, it actually, it makes the second fight super important and really, really exciting. Yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah, me too. Charlie Olives. Do Bronx. Told you, man. Dustin Poirier. Charlie's the man. Yeah, I was with Oliver on this one, man, for sure. I mean, yeah. this kid is just, I think he, right now is his time. I mean, if there yep. was ever a fighter who was just going to have his time, I think it's right now. He's just, he's, he's the, the complete package and all that bullshit about him quitting and stuff like that, like all that got put to bed because Poirier hit him with some fucking massive shots, dropped him, hurt him, and he came back. And yeah, you should have. I mean, it, by all accounts, looked pretty out of it after the first round and then he fought a whole second round and then wins it in the third dude those knees he was digging to Poirier's body fucked him up dude he was yeah he, he made a he made a really smart investment to the body yeah for he sure he really hurt dust i'd like he hurt him early like dustin i remember dustin took some deep breaths at the end of the first round dude those knees were bad like, yeah they were bad they were really bad like Oliver is bad. tall he is very precise tight muay thai he just, he knew exactly where to throw him and he threw him perfect. Dude. So there's like a bunch of things I want to say about, about this. Uh, first I am a, forever now a Dustin Poirier fan, right? Like the guy literally gets choked out. He stands up, he shakes the man's hand and says, I want to donate $20,000 to your hometown, your charity of your choice. Yeah. That is like the fucking classiest thing. I, and I, and, and it's, it was, it was genuine. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I think it's, I mean, what a great way to advance the sport in my, I just, yeah. you know, when, when the fighters engage in that way with each other and they care about where they come from and they care about their communities together, like, man, what a fucking world, what a classy thing, dude. Mm-hmm. So I'll, you know, shout out to Poirier for doing that. Plus his good fight foundation, the whole deal, dude. I mean, he's just a, he's just a good dude, but I just bought, bought some of his hot sauce too. Oh, I'd be curious. I'm not a, ca- I'm not way into like the hot sauce, but I might have to snap that bottle up just now because I, I, I bought the KO edition. Um, I want to see if it is that like punish me like like way way hot. I don't know. I don't know how hot. Like they I, I, when I went to the website, they're like people were asking in the reviews like what's the Scoville you know heat rating on it, and they're like oh we don't we don't really go off that. But uh, I think the one guy said it was like out of a scale one to ten, it was like a six out of ten or something like that, which. Uh, I mean, let me just say, like the time I've spent in Louisiana, and their food is incredible, but it can get yeah, they do heat well, stupid hot. Like yeah, there is some Cajun flair going on down there. I'm not saying Poirier's a Cajun, but I don't know who is or who isn't to be honest. But their their food is next level, and when it's hot, it's fucking hot. And when they tell you that, oh, it's not that bad, it's still really hot because that's yeah. what they're into. Yep. So let's just say that. So I'm I'm looking forward to uh to trying that out. Should be here pretty soon. Dude, Oliver, man. I mean, I wonder though. I just saw some cool stats, dude, like from 
X year to 2017, he was like 10 and eight. Yeah. From 18 to now he's 10 and oh. Yeah. It's pretty special. Just turned a complete page, man. He, but he, he also looks, just like he straight rolls down to the cage, looking all Clark Kent and shit with his fucking glasses. Yeah. Like obviously the commentators were saying that and stuff, but it's real. Yeah, it's the thing, awesome. Like, yeah. He just rolls out there looking like just a fucking normal dude. And can you, I man, just say, can I just say, the best base for MMA now. Hold on, man. It wasn't just him though either with the blonde hair. His whole fucking corner, except for the one bald dude, even his cut man had fucking bald blonde hair. It was awesome. Dude, it looks good. I'm going to go they I'm gonna like, my hair blonde. You should. You just should. You might feel could, extra. You just might feel extra. I could pull it off, I think. Like, do the beard and just leave the stash. Oh, brown? Yeah, but do the beard okay. blonde. That'd be... Yeah. Unique. Then I'll look like Guy Fieri. And then, like, a couple lines in the eyebrow. <laughs> I'll look like Guy Fieri, man. I'll have to start... Whatever, man. That dude's cool, too, and he makes good food. Why not? Makes good money. Dude, I'm just saying, man. Like, like his whole corner was, like, totally in unison. Like they just looked like a legit team. They looked yeah. like, you know, they looked together. They looked like they were there for that. A lot of camaraderie um, with those guys. Yeah, dude. It's a, seemed, a lot of support. Seems legit, man. And you're right, dude. Oliveira just did exactly what the fuck he had to do. And let's not, let's not discredit. Like, okay. So Oliveira loses that fight. You don't really know kind of exactly where the lightweight division is, right? Oliveira loses that fight. It immediately makes Conor McGregor totally irrelevant. Yeah, Connor gets the title shot if Dustin wins that fight. Oh, I don't think he does. Oh, I, if I Dustin, if Dustin win that, you know, there were people saying if Dustin wins this fight, Connor Connor McGregor never sees a title shot, and I I was totally in agreement with that. Dude, there's so much money behind that, though. I don't know, man. I just don't. I I think Gaethje would have got the first shot at either of them yeah, personally. I think you. I think you have to do that. Yeah. I think I think then McGregor slips in and earns a shot at anyone, sort of unwarranted if you will. But with Oliveira winning this fight, you know, obviously he's going to fight Gaethje. I think he has to, but at the same time, it, it, it keeps Chandler relevant, keeps McGregor relevant. It keeps by losing in a weird way. It keeps Poirier relevant. Well, I mean, Poirier losing with, opens up this third fight or this fourth fight with fucking McGregor. Possibly a Chandler fight, you know, whatever. Chandler, Chandler is saying, "Hey, listen, like a lot of people want to see me fight two, uh, two out of the three fights that I've had in the UFC. People want to see me run those back." And I don't think he's wrong because they were they were really great fights that he delivered. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I think the best move for Poirier is to get that next McGregor fight in, just make a shit ton more money, fuck up Connor again, make a fuck ton of money for sure. Get get back on the win wagon and then. Well, yeah, it's like if he or, if he goes and he beats Chandler, you know, you're like, all right, well, Chandler's been losing fights. Maybe it wasn't good for the UFC. Yeah. He goes and he beats McGregor. Even though McGregor's been losing, McGregor still has this thing where he's Connor fucking McGregor. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the, so even though Dustin lost here, like the, the chips are really still on his table, man. He, oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, you still got you've got the, the fight with Benil and Islam taking place. I don't know really where Chandler fits into all this. I don't think they'll make a rematch with Hooker, um, and I don't think they'll do anything with Gaethje until Gaethje and Oliveira fight. Um, so I think or I think Chandler's going to be kind of sitting out for a little bit, or he'll fight some other up and coming. Well, him and McGregor have been talking a bit. And that's a fight. I think that makes a lot of sense. Chandler and Chandler would be a good, a really good fight. You know, Connor comes in, he beats Chandler. Well, everyone says that makes sense. 
Connor yeah. should have beat him. You know, Chandler comes in, beats McGregor. <clears throat> Chandler Chandler stock rises ten times. You know. Yeah, and then he fights Poirier. Yeah, there's a lot of you know, lot a lot of options right now. In the division. how how long how long do you think Oliveira can go though? I mean, I think he could easily beat Gaethje. Well, I, I think Oliveira can beat anyone anywhere. He can potentially take him out on their feet, and he can potentially take him out on the ground. You can't say that about every fighter in the lightweight division. You just can't. Yeah, you know, I guess the the fight that interests me the most with Oliveira is, is Islam. But mm-hmm. again, I want to see how Islam handles Benil because I think that's going to be a really tough fight for him. Well, Benil's proven to just be different, man. Yeah. So he's Benil's the dark horse in that division. I think. I don't know, man. If Oliveira keep. I mean, he, he's the full, he's the full package. He's everything you want in a, in a champion. He, I don't really think he has any deficiencies. Like his wrestling is not the best, but his grappling is so good off his back that, you know, he doesn't really need to be an, you know, an outstanding wrestler and his standups just fucking nasty. And he's shown the killer instinct. He's finished a fuck ton of dudes. Yeah. You know, he's just a monster right now. He's, he's just in the zone and uh, it's, it's, pretty amazing to see yeah i don't know yeah. yeah dude i mean it's just such a stacked division it's one of those divisions that just doesn't fucking go away you know yeah and i i mean i'm thankful for that because i mean i think we've been treated to some really amazing 155 pound fights in the last couple of years it's just been insane man i i i had Oliver in that fight dude i just he looked even better than i could have hoped for though you know he just he just did I know he got he got pieced up pretty good in the you know first early little bit, but these days it's not really become abnormal for him. Well, no, and, it, and you know it wasn't like Poirier was like eager to go to the fucking ground with him. As soon as he knocked him down, you know, Oliver delivered some up kicks, and then Poirier backed off. He didn't. He doesn't. He doesn't want to fuck with Oliver on the ground. Yeah, it's suicide. You look. I mean, you saw what happened. As soon as Oliver got his back, it was fucking over. Well, I mean, Poirier was saying you know in the beginning like yeah. You know, when he fought Khabib, he's like, I gave up my back and I learned a valuable lesson. He's like, when I go in and fight Oliveira, I can't give up my back. And that's exactly what happened. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of gutted for Poirier. Uh, you know, I, I like him a lot. And, you know, well, he just, like really I said, cool man, he him. just, he seems to be a humble, honest man. I think he has all the skills to be, you know, the undisputed champion. Um, he's just up against a, a, you know, a group of fighters right now who are just uh, outstanding, you know? Well, there's other sports where like, you know, Phil Mickelson, I love golf. You know, I love golf. Phil Mickelson otherwise should have had an, he's had an incredible career, but it should have been 10 times that. And he ran up against Tiger Woods. Yeah. Sometimes in sports, there's just somebody better. You know, like it's just the nature of it, man. That's why I think that's why we all love sports so much. Overall, pretty outstanding event though. Loved it. Wow. Come on, man. What a way to end of the year. Yeah. Uh, what a way to end, like what I think is going to, a very long time be the year of years that's not even the final fight card of the, of the year no but i mean it was it's the final pay-per-view right yeah. so the ufc has gotten really really good at at put really awesome pay-per-views together the pay-per-views in my opinion sometimes they were sort of hit or miss they weren't you know when it used to be like you know a pay-per-view a quarter or something like that like sometimes they weren't good mm-hmm. but not but now we're so saturated with some of these fight nights and stuff like you know, if you catch a card or two that's not as prolific as some of the others, it's usually on a fight night, and you're like okay with that because you didn't invest anything. Where yeah. these, like mo- the majority of these pay per views, man, have really delivered this year. I mean, 2021, I think, is going to be 
a year to be remembered, man, for sure. If not, maybe the greatest year for UFC. And, yeah, there's so many, so many cool things happened. Like, you know, a lot of rising stars really came out, you know, you had Hamza and, you know, Adesanya and I mean, the list goes fucking on. I mean, there's just yeah. so many standout moments. The Hamza, uh, Kobe Covington talk is rising. Yeah. Make that fight happen. Well, I'm just saying like Kobe's acknowledging that fight and he's, he's talking like, you know, I'll fucking clip that kid off. I mean, yeah. he'll, end a, that, he'll end yeah, that hype train and all that stuff. And if you're Colby coming in and derailing the hype train, that is Hamzat is uh, a surefire way to get yourself a title shot. Yeah. Why not? Fuck it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's already you know, lost twice to the champion. Well, my thing is if, if Kobe steps up, takes that fight, win or lose for me, he becomes so much more genuine, you know? Yeah. So I'm like with it. I'm totally with it. I just wanted to drop the Magus, the Magus chick, you know? Well, well, I think he sort of has, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Maybe, you know, he's now, he's kinda, now he's kind of turned it to like a first responder thing, which for, you know, for us, uh, yeah, because of who we are and what we've done. I hope that's real. Yeah. Me too. You know, the MAGA thing is come and go. It is what it is. Like ride that I, pony I, fine. But if you're going to run around talking about the guys that are there every day, it better be real. And I hope yeah. it is. Yeah. You want to talk about this next fight night or you want to, you want to do that uh, later? No, let's, let's uh, cruise through it quick. We can at least just talk about, I was just kind of looking at it. I know. I guess it's, it is in four days. We've kind of gone, you know, we've, we had a lot to talk about with this card, but we'll just cruise through Derek Lewis, uh, Chris Dawkins. That's going to be a good one, man. Oof, Uh, man. I am pumped for that fucking heavyweight fight. Yeah. Lewis, Lewis has to continue to solidify his spot in where he was in the heavyweight division. Chris Dawkins is up and coming. I know you like him, right? So, yeah, huge, huge um, Dawkins fan. This is a tough fight to pick, though. It's a, it's a, in my opinion, a pretty 50 50. I mean, this is without a doubt the toughest fight that, that Dawkins will have in the UFC. Well, it's not, it's not like a simple absolute for Lewis either. No, not at all. I mean, Lewis, if you, if, I feel like Lewis is 50 50 anytime he gets in the cage. I, I mean, I, I feel like stylistically this should favor Dawkins because one, he has KO power. Two, he's really fucking fast for a heavyweight, even though he sure. doesn't really have the physique that reflects that. Like, yeah. he is a very agile, quick, heavyweight and uh yeah man that that's going to be a really really good fight yeah and lewis, if wins lewis is a brawler right so i mean and, and, and he always has been and yep. he's a one you know sort of one trick pony so it's it's a very it, what it lacks in like maybe skill or hype or any of that it's a it's a, actually a, a pretty important fight for me this is the the heavyweight fight that i've been waiting for all year like forget yeah. steep and ganu and all that shit like I've I've been high on Chris Dawkins ever since he came into the UFC and to see him finally get like a main event spot against the guy who's fought for the title. Yeah, for sure. This uh, is just a very intriguing fight, dude. Yeah. And and it's an ESPN plus card, so everyone who wants to see it can see it, no problem. Palau Muhammad, Steven Thompson, that's gonna that's be great. A fucking super good fight too for Walter White. Yeah. For sure, dude. Really tough fight for uh I think both guys because Bilal is kind of a sleeper in that division. Um, I I I'm with you. I totally, totally feel that. And I honestly kind of feel like the best years of Wonderboy have have come and gone. Yeah, I mean, I think we sort of saw that with uh, what was the Brazilian dude's name? He was middleweight champ for a while. Japanese dude though, but from Brazil, karate guy. Machida. Yeah, Leoto came in and had that really heavy karate style, and people had a hard time with it, and then they just didn't anymore. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's kind of where Wonderboy's at. You know, Thompson, I think has been. A- I know, I know he's on like a, 
Oh no, he just lost to Gilbert Burns. Oh, that's right. The Gilbert Burns fight was really frustrating. Well, I saw uh, that live and it was super boring. Yeah. Except for just, like the last two minutes of the third round yeah, or something. Yeah. But you know, and I don't yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like this is um Bilal's moment to to knock off a guy who's been like a perennial contender for many, many years and to really solidify himself is like yeah, no, for, on the for next sure. on the next thing. And I, I like Bilal a lot too, so it's, a, it's sort of a put up or shut up. It's definitely a tough fight to pick. Yeah. Angie Hill, Amanda Lamos, going to be a good fight. Angie Hill always brings it. I'd have to say Lamos will probably walk away with that one, though. Lamos is on a, a pretty nasty win streak, I think, right well, now, she's, too. She's 10-1-1. Angie's 13-10. and 10. Yeah. Angie's sort of a she's an, a you know a journey woman, if you will, who just keeps finding her way into higher-level fights. And Lamos is a finisher, too. For sure. Like She puts people away. Uh, Angie may have been submitted. I'm not sure that she's ever been TKO'd, at least not in the UFC. I could be wrong. Rafael Asensio, Ricky Simone, that'll be a good one. Yeah, that's another good fight. Diego Ferreira, some something Gamrot. Mat- 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 yeah, Matus Gamrot. Yeah, dude, he's you should Nin- you need to watch that fucking fight. Yeah, nineteen and good. one. I mean, wow, nineteen and one. Former KSW champ. Uh, lost his UFC debut, close split decision, but since then he knocked out Scott Hol- Scott Holtzman and yeah. he um, tapped out Jeremy Stevens, which right. pretty big wins. That dude's that dude's a guy to watch. Uh, Darren Elkins, Cub Swanson. Love me some Cub Swanson. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great fight, too. I mean, the, the entire card's fucking really good. Yeah, dude. Way to open the main card with a Cub. I love it when Cub Swanson sort of leads the dance, man. I'm I surprised just, that those I just like him. Just those like guys him haven't lot. fought yet. This is, yeah. you know, they've both been in the UFC for a really long time, and this is the first time. They've hey, Mearshart. Are there more than one Mearshart, or is this guy that active? Gerald Mearshart is the Mearshart, the guy who got KO'd by Hamza, the Wisconsin boy. Okay, is he pre- he's pretty active though, huh? Yeah, I mean this is this will be seems his big like, fight in 2021. Seems like he's right back in there. Dustin uh he's fighting Dustin Stolfus. Uh that'll I mean, I think it'll be a good one. And then to be honest, as I'm looking, there's some other guys on here. Like Justin Taffa is a name that you've probably heard a lot. He's only 4 and 3, but he's he's if I'm not mistaken, he's that big fucking heavyweight guy, right? Yeah, he's the he's got he's all, got all the tattoos. He's New Zealand dude. Uh, Sajara Eubanks is fighting. You know, she she tends to bring it. Okay. Uh, Macy Chesson and Rockall Pennington. That's going to yep, be a that's banger. A too. Yep. And then you're, then you're his boy, uh, Jordan Levitt. Lead yeah, the dance, man. He's, Open he's it coming, up. Yeah, Matt Sales, that's a tough fight for him. Jordan lost his last fight. Uh, I think it was the first loss of his career. It was. Yeah. He only had one. He's that he's like the next level cringe though. He's like super weird Dude, and different and not, unique. He's and, weird. He's not cringy though. He's he's the fucking monkey king. Okay. Put some respect on his name. <laughs> that that weird like framed out slam thing he did was enough to put respect on his name but he's definitely yeah, he, if you can is, if you if you slam KO Matt Wyman like the man is different. respect. The fucking man is different though. He's not the same as most fighters. He's Someone just, needs to get him a Wikipedia page, man. That guy, he's deserved dude, it. Anyone can write a Wikipedia page at any time. I would yeah, encourage. Yeah, but the you. format, the formatting for that is like super weird. Like you got to be super precise with like the. Well, you were a fucking MMA columnist once, weren't you? Yeah, that uh, has nothing to do with fucking editing Wikipedia pages. Well, I just think you should. You know, you should. I have, your... sh- I have, I have video games to play. You just graduated college. Congratulations. Oh. oh yeah, thanks. It's time to write a Wikipedia page. <laughs> you know, um on on a side note, as far as um post grad school accomplishments, I made a uh you ever seen the show The Office? 
Yes. Well, I made a, a mock poster and posted it on Reddit and it made it to the front page of, uh, of Reddit with, uh, it's presently sitting at 16.7 thousand upvotes. The highlight of my, of my last, uh, six months, I'd say. Well, could you post our podcast episodes on Reddit? Yeah, anybody can. Yeah. We should start doing that. Yeah, maybe uh, I, mean, I can reach out to the moderators and, uh, and see if there's a good way to go about doing that. Cause I know the, the Reddit MMA moderators are fucking uptight assholes. I'm not on Reddit in yeah, any I, fashion. I am all day. I wonder if maybe I need to get on that. It's, I mean, it's a good website for the things that you're interested in. Yeah. But you can easily find yourself in, in subreddits that are just toxic and fucking well, so negative for, to your mental health. For me, lately, all social media has been toxic and negative to my... Reddit is what you make it. I mean, because you can you can filter out everything to only show your interest. So if you're interested in golf and MMA, like you can only see that. That's okay. a, a beautiful thing about the website. Um, and, and usually, think, the, 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 yeah. I think I need that in my life. Yeah. Get on Reddit, man. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird to initially figure out, but I mean, once you... That's fine. Yeah. You'll figure out you're smart. You got a master's degree too. Yeah. Well, because I'm disciplined, not because I'm smart. <laughs> I'm ex- I mean, either way, dude, uh, last card, I'm excited for it. Good way to end the year. Looks like uh, pay-per-view is incredible. And this next card coming up is might not be the best card of the year, but it's going to be a lot of good fights. So I mean, looking at it on paper, it looks pretty fucking good for a, for a ESPN fight night card. It's also at the apex of so smaller octagon for the heavyweights. And I dig that dude. I really do. I, I, I maintain that it fucking matters, man. Yeah. Especially for heavyweights. Yeah. It just does. It just matters. I, I love Derek Lewis, but man, I, I really want to see Chris Dawkins win this fight. It, it'll be the first time I've, I've ever root like against Derek Lewis. And I'm, well, I mean, I like Derek Lewis a lot too, but I mean, it's like, uh, would you be surprised if he falls off? I mean, you know, how good was, was he really to me? He's more entertaining than he is good. Well, he's good. He is, but he's more entertaining in my opinion. Right. So you want to watch him fight. You care about him. You hope he wins, but yeah, not, not so sure that you can't just be surprised if he falls off, man. That's all. Yeah. So. And if he loses to Dawkins, I won't be surprised because, again, I'm high up on Dawkins, and I think he's the next big thing at heavyweight. Well, yeah, even if he loses Dawkins, it's not to say Derek Lewis isn't going to have any other fights. Oh, left, no, there's no, still plenty of, not at all. Yeah. There's still still plenty of great fights to make for Derek Lewis. Yeah, So for sure. You know, it'll be good. All right, man. Good good talk. Good card. That was a good talk. I felt... Uh, good fights. I, I, I kind of felt like last week we were, a little, we were a little dull. Maybe me. I felt a little dull. I think I was just fucking tired, but I feel I also drank two fucking bangs today. So if and a cup of coffee. You know, so, I gotta, you know, I gotta say it. I know, I know. <laughs> two bang Bobby, dude. <laughs> two bang See, Bobby. I had yep. a bang like right after the physical fitness test I took, and then I had one at like two. A Miami Cola one. Shout out to Bang Miami Cola. Best best flavor of bang. I've never Second. had a Never had Suck a, a billion, Tommy. Never seen, never had a single bang in my entire life. Well, you're missing out, man, because it's a, it's a delicious energy drink. Yeah, maybe I'll have to rip one sometime. Maybe I could just drink one of those instead of five of the others. Yeah, I mean, it's got 300 milligrams of caffeine. You drink Actually, one. You know, I didn't have, I didn't have any uh, energy drinks today. No. No. Do you, just, do you normally just... have an energy drink a day? <laughs> oh yeah. What 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 are you drinking? White monsters normally. Oh, okay. How much how much caffeine are in those bad boys? Not even close to whatever a bang has. No? 
but I've also never looked and I drink, I, I usually drink multiple. So. Oh, so you're probably getting the same amount as what's in one can oh, of bang. Yeah. I mean, eventually. Yeah. Over yeah. time, but yeah. yeah, maybe I could just have one bang in the afternoon and just call it good. Yeah. I, I usually like to have my first bang at around two, two thirty, And then I'm, I'm usually good up until like seven or eight. And, but then I start fucking sucking down coffee and then I'm up until 2 AM. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I need to not be that guy. I ripped a cup of coffee, though, before I went and picked my kids up from school, so I'm good either way. I like coffee at night, though. I do, too. Yeah? Yeah. What's he do? And I don't like drinking decaf. I've never had a cup of decaf in my entire life. No? Every time we go over to my, my wife's parents' house for dinner, like, they always, you know, they're very classy people, so after dinner, you know, they're like, do you guys want coffee and dessert? And they always serve, you know, a cup of decaf. And uh, well, I guess at night with dessert sort of makes sense. Cause you're really just looking for the flavor with dessert, not necessarily caffeine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. That's no, fair. it does. Yeah. I guess it's it. totally fair. I've never been around classy people though. <laughs> well, you come, you come to Wisconsin, you can come over to, to the Hogan household for, uh, for a nice classy meal. I will. There's, there's some nice classical music always playing in the background. Really? Going. Oh yeah. they her parents are classy as fuck. I told you, man, I married up big time. Love that dude. Yeah. Yeah, like a, yeah. like you. I feel like it, I feel like if it were us though, we'd like throw the jacket on and like have a smoking jacket with like a pipe after. Uh, prior to her dad's heart condition, he would have been totally on board with that. Like, despite <laughs> yeah. being classy, he's very down to earth and and likes to enjoy the the simple things in life, like uh, fine pipe tobacco and uh, dark <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> That's so awesome, dude! I love that. Yeah, he's a he's a lovely man. Oh, so a little bit Sh- insane well, with conspiracy out- theories, but. Those are fun too. Well, yeah, it makes makes for a good conversation. I'm not super into them, but I enjoy editing the podcast. Shout out to the Operation Unknown boys. But they they would have the Operation Unknown guys would have a field day with uh, my father in law. He could he could reveal some dark shit. We may need to set this up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right. I'm, so my son's birthday party is tomorrow. Uh, shout out to my little dude. So I'm gonna go uh, decorate and shit. Nice happy birthday, little guy. How old? Oh, he's gonna be nine. Fuck, man. Yeah, dude. Life is uh moving along. Yeah. It's wild. All oh, right, we buddy. Didn't get, we didn't even get to talk about Dad FC. Oh yeah, fuck, dude. Here we are. Here we are talking about stuff. All right, dude. Dad FC, hundred percent next episode. All right. All right. What do you say? I'll make note of it. Yeah. Well, at least now now there's sort of a primer. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Dad FC. Yeah, and people people can get excited for that anticipation for next week. Love it. All right, buddy. Well, uh, yeah, we'll shut it down, man. Like we always do, man. We'll throw our picks in and uh, we'll be we'll be chatting about it, dude. Yep. Okay, bud. All right, man. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. All right, later. Later.